The gospel is so encouraging, don't you think? This um, message in the book of Romans is just all good news. Uh, It's uh, clearly an inspiration from God that Paul was given to convey such good news to us. And I hope you are aware of that. I hope you feel that, you sense that coming through this program. Um, You know, there is so much Christian faith these days uh, that does not give hope but demands. And, of course, there is a great demand on Christians uh, now that they have received such good news and good hope. But we do want to remember that the hope is astonishing. And this is what we are looking at in Romans chapter 4 now. Paul, again, as I said to you last time, is appealing to the Old Testament, is reaching deep into the Old Testament uh, in the the experience of Abraham to show us that grace, God's grace, uh, comes to us without any works of ours, without any commendation from us, without any special qualities within us. He picks us out because he loves us. And you will discover over time that God picks out the whole human race. He loves us. We are uh, Christians not because God has found worth in us, but because his love has created worth in us. Well, so we look now at uh, the next section, uh, beginning at verse 9 of chapter uh, 4 of Romans. Uh, As I mentioned last time, Paul is making it clear that um, uh, God uh, justifies people and that that, uh, justification is the same as forgiveness. When we are forgiven, we are treated as if we had never sinned. In fact, more than that, we are treated as if we had always been righteous. That is what justification means. The word justification is a forensic, a legal term, and is referring to a court, as it were, the great court of of the final judgment, and uh, we are declared innocent before uh, God because we have trusted in Christ, who is our righteousness instead of us. Now, Paul then says in verse 9, Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. Now, why does he bring this up? Well, he brings it up because circumcision was looked upon as the special sign of being the special people of God. Well, then, if you are a special person of God or a special people of God because of the sign of circumcision, then that puts part of salvation into the hands of human beings who have their children circumcised or who circumcise themselves. So Paul wants to dig a little deeper and say, now let's take a closer look at this. Did God declare Abraham righteous, or did he account Abraham righteous before he was circumcised or after? In other words, did God say, well, well done, sir, uh, Abraham, you have circumcised yourself and your whole family is a sign that uh, of your righteousness, and so I have accepted you based upon your circumcision. Is that what the truth is? Not at all. Because he says, let's read it again, does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, 
or upon the uncircumcised also. For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. Faith was accounted, counted, reckoned to him as righteousness. How then was it accounted? Or he might have asked, when then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? And what do you think the answer to that is? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. So what Paul is telling us is that God counted Abraham righteous before ever Abraham gave a response to God in um, works. Uh, circumcision would have been a form of work, of course, in uh, uh, one could say at least at that point. Now, you see, why is this important to us? If you're in struggles with various addictions like drugs or alcohol or food issues or sexual issues or weight and uh, a gambling addiction or any tendency to simply find yourself overwhelmed by the cares of this world so that your faith gets smothered so very often, if you find yourself in that situation then what you will be tempted to do is try to produce some evidence of your worth before God, maybe overcoming better today, or being more hopeful and confident in rejoicing and praise and thanks to God. Or maybe you will say, no, I'm, I've got to stop this depression. I'm going to think positively and hope, and I'm going to read my Bible regularly, and uh, I'm going to uh, tell God that I love him. And you will use those, ten, you will be tempted to use those evidences or those events, those behaviors, those attitudes of mind as evidence of your worth before God. But that will be a temptation. Because God picks you up without any worth. That's the point of this whole story of Abraham. Yes, Abraham was a good pagan. Yes, he was a disciplined man, apparently. Yes, he had a household of 500 people about. Yes, he uh, commanded them well. And uh, he was an outstanding figure in uh, his culture and his nation. But he lacked the very thing that he needed. That's what I've said earlier in other uh, previous programs. The birth of a child that uh, uh, would inherit the, uh, whose uh, descendants would inherit the world. Now we lack the very thing that's needed. Do you find yourself believing that you came to Christ? You took the initiative to come to God? Or do you take the view, which I believe is the true one, that God came to you, even when you didn't expect it? This is the story of Abraham, you see. God visited Abraham when he was completely unawares, when he was not expecting it, when it was a tedium, boring, sunny afternoon, perhaps. I can tell you from my own experience that God came to visit me when I least expected it. I told you that I was a 15-year-old boy, fascinated by flying saucers, went to a meeting that I believed was a lecture on flying saucers, 
and I had this yearning to know what the universe was all about and whether we were alone or not or whether there are people were people on other planets who were trying to contact us and lo and behold somebody stands up in that meeting and quotes from the Bible and teaches those there the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, I was absolutely floored. I cannot tell you or cannot explain to you why I believed it instantly. I It had within it the clear ring tone of truth, and I went home overjoyed. And I can tell you that I was overjoyed for six months, and this is not an exaggeration, six months nonstop. I read my Bible, I read books uh, that they gave at this meeting on the second coming of Jesus and lots of other biblical truths and the, the atoning work of Christ, and it was just awesome. And I believed, I believed then that Jesus would surely come within the next six months. Now, when I look back on that event, I realized that God was looking for me. Not that he couldn't find me. He was searching for me. God had put his finger on me, and he was going to save me. I didn't put my finger on him. I wasn't searching for Jesus. I was searching for flying saucers. Now, you may say, well, your story is unique, Colin. Not really. It isn't. If you pursue the truth of the gospel, you will discover that it is God who is in search of human beings. You say, well, what about the prodigal son? He came back searching for his father. Ah, not not before God came to him in the pigsty. You say, how do you know that? Because, as I said before to you, the Holy Spirit was there. Why do I know that? Because the boy, the young man, came to his right mind and started contemplating what his father's home was like and how it was much better there than where he was getting no food from the pigs. You see then that the Holy Spirit is down um, in the dirt, working with us, working with sinners, bringing them to himself. You say, well, why doesn't he do it with everyone? Ultimately, he will. For it says in Isaiah 45 that before me, says the Lord, every tongue shall take an oath and every knee shall bow, and that will be in the final judgment. Do you see then that God is searching for you? And this is what you need to get from the the story of Abraham and is uh, this issue about circumcision. There was nothing Abraham did to merit or draw in God's love. God's love is not stimulated by your goodness. God's love is self-stimulated. It is self-created. God's love, God is love. He is the essence of love. That is the wonderful truth that we see here. So Paul then says, how then was it accounted, this righteousness, while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but uncircumcised. Now listen to this bit, and I'll have to tell you more about this next time. He received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised. Wow! That means that circumcision was not a righteous act in itself. It was simply a sign of the righteousness that God attributed to him or imputed to him 
when he gave him faith to believe that God was being kind to him. My goodness, how fascinating is that? Why? Because you see what Jewish people, as well as Christians, they do it too, did with circumcision. They made it a virtual act of righteousness, an act of salvation. And we do that with our works as Christians. We try to live godly lives, we read our Bibles, and we turn away from evil, we go to church often, we do missionary work and so on, and we think, we tend to develop an attitude in our minds that these things we do are our righteousness. No, they are not. They are a sign of the righteousness that God has charged to our account without any works to our credit as we believed and as we believe and that belief itself is a gift from God. So righteousness and faith in God's righteousness are all gifts from God and what we do in this world when we care for our neighbor and we reach out to the poor are signs of what God has done for us. They are not righteousness in themselves. So, check your faith out and ask yourself, am I believing the wrong thing? Am I believing that God will give me power to be good so that I can be a righteous man and therefore by, be saved? Or am I believing that God has become my salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ, and that is my righteousness. Colin Cook here, and uh, How It Happens, you've been listening to. Thank you for joining me today. And if you would like to make a donation, please, please do so, because funds are very short at the moment. This is listener-supported radio. You can make your donation online at faithquestradio.com, faithquestradio.com, or send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio, and God bless. Yes.